Cato from Center City. This is the Rorschach Nigeria update from the 10th of November 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Nigeria. On Thursday the 3rd, the executive launched a presidential committee to prevent future flood disasters. The Minister of Water Resources said the overflow of rivers and poor drainage systems are the primary causes of inundations, while the Minister of Health said that the floods could increase waterborne disease and urged the committee to suggest solutions to prevent them. Members of the committee include the Minister of Health, Environment, Agriculture, Transport, Works, and Humanitarian Affairs, the representatives of affected states like Jigawa, Adamarwa, Anambra, Ogun, and Baryelsa are also in the committee. Speaking of a state affected by the floods, on Saturday the 5th, the UN said the floods in Baryelsa state caused a major crisis that deserved global attention. The UN resident coordinator in Nigeria said it was sad that lives and property had been lost to the floods and urged the Nigerian government and the international community to help the state respond to the inundations. The flood has affected seven of the eight local government areas in the state and has seen many residents move to temporary camps as their homes have been destroyed. Speaking of climate, on Sunday the 6th, the UN Climate Change Conference, popularly known as the COP27, kicked off in Egypt. On the same day, the British official to the conference, Alak Sharma, said the effects of climate change, like the floods in Nigeria, show the need to cut greenhouse gas emissions and achieve a climate-neutral world. Talking about the UK's response to climate change, on Monday the 7th at the COP27, the UK foreign minister said that the UK will donate about $100 million to Nigeria and other developing countries to help them fight against climate change and increase investment in renewable energy. Also on Monday the 7th, the Nigerian Minister of Environment requested that countries with the highest emissions take urgent and decisive action against climate change. The minister claimed that extreme weather events this year like wildfires in the U.S. and floods in Pakistan and Nigeria show that the world needs to increase the fight against climate change. And on that note, on Tuesday the 8th, Vice President Osim Barjal launched the African Carbon Markets Initiative in cooperation with the Global Energy Alliance for People and Planet, Sustainable Energy for All, and the UN Economic Commission for Africa. He said that the initiative will help drive green investment, reduce emissions, and create jobs in Nigeria and Africa. A carbon market allows different countries to buy and sell carbon credits, which are permits that allow the owner to emit a certain amount of carbon dioxide or any other greenhouse gas. Seven African countries, including Nigeria, Malawi, Gabon, Kenya, and Togo, announced they agreed with the initiative. Next up, some election news. On Friday the 4th, a federal court in Carduna State confirmed that Senator Sani will be the candidate for state governor of the ruling All Progressives Congress Party. Another contestant had sued Sani and claimed that the primary elections conducted in May were not free and fair. 
And on to foreign elections. The U.S. midterm elections to elect seven legislators and governors were held on Tuesday the 8th. On Wednesday the 9th, President Buhari congratulated eight Nigerian-born Americans for winning legislative seats in the election and wished them a successful tenure. The chief justice swore in over 300 members of the election petition judicial tribunal for next year's general elections on Monday the 7th. The election petition tribunal is set up before elections to rule on electoral cases during the elections and includes four judges from the federal high court, three judges from the national industrial court, and more than 200 from state high courts. The president of the appeal court attended the swearing-in ceremony and urged the sworn-in members to abide by the law when they rule on cases. On that note about legal cases for Nigerian widows who sued oil company Shell for damages in a Netherlands court dropped all charges against the company on Monday the 7th. The husbands of the women were part of a group of nine men popularly called the Agoni Nine who campaigned against the environmental impact of Shell in their communities and were tried by a military tribunal in Nigeria and executed in 1995. The widow said that Shell has bribed witnesses to give false testimony in the trial. Although Shell paid about $15 million to the family of one of these activists, Nobel Prize-nominated poet Ken Sarawiwa in 2009, the company denies any wrongdoing in the trial and execution. The Oryaw state governor presented the state's 2023 budget to the State House of Assembly on Thursday the 3rd. The state plans to spend about $700 million. It budgets 28% of spending on infrastructure and 19% for education. To more finance news, on Wednesday the 9th, the Bureau of Statistics warned that the country's debt had increased from about $87 billion in the second quarter of last year to $103 billion at the end of the second quarter of this year. The Bureau said this increase was caused by borrowing to finance the budget deficit. Let's move on to some travel news. Emirates Airlines suspended all flights to Nigeria on Thursday the 3rd. Recall that back in August, it suspended flights because the central bank did not allow the airline to remove its funds from the country. It then called off suspension in September after the central bank released about $260 million to several foreign airlines to enable them to repatriate their funds from ticket sales out of the country. So what happened? The airline said the amount of foreign currency released by the central bank was not enough as it has only been able to repatriate 80% of its funds and the airline said it will call off the suspension when they are able to move out all its trapped funds. Meanwhile, the suspension of another means of travel will soon be called off. On Monday the 7th, the Minister of Transportation said the rail route between Carduna and Abujar will resume later in November. The route was suspended in March after terrorists attacked a train and kidnapped several passengers, but the minister said adequate security will be set up at the trains to make sure passengers are safe. 
Speaking of travel, the UK High Commission in Nigeria renewed its travel advisory on Monday the 7th. It warned its citizens to avoid non-essential travel to 22 Nigerian states. The High Commission said it has issued the travel advisory to assist its citizens and so they could make informed travel decisions and have a trouble-free trip. Delta, Cross River, Taraba, and Karno are among the listed states. And finally, some entertainment news. After a premiere in the U.S. and a European premiere in London both last month, blockbuster movie Black Panther Wakanda Forever screened in Lagos on Sunday the 6th. The movie director Ryan Coogler and stars like Lolita Wright, Lupita Nyong'o, and Danai Guerrera attended the premiere. The film will be in cinemas from Friday the 11th. Get ready for some new music. Wizkid will launch his album, More Love, Less Ego, on Friday the 11th. He was to release the album on the 3rd of November, but postponed it after the death of the three-year-old son of singer Davido on the 1st of November. And that's it for this week. About social media, as we know, it's neither social in any real sense, and it's not media, although many people use it that way. The Twitter takeover has led many to abandon it and look around. And everyone knows that Facebook is sort of a terrible but convenient force in the world. So our question is, what do you think about social media? Are you migrating at all, using Mastodon, experiences? Besides Twitter and all that belongs to Meta, which social media platform do you use? Where do you think Rorschach should create an account? You can let us know at Nigeria at Rorschach.com. That's R-O-R-S-H-O-K dot com. Karoti. Karoti.